0: boy, happy Memorial Day. Yeah, that's right. America F. Yeah! It's freaking Memorial Day and I'm like, I should not work. It's a day off. It's a great American holiday. I should be just kicking it. And then I thought, do the armed forces get a day off? on Memorial Day? No. No they don't. Do they get to like ever shut it down? No they don't. Those are great American heroes. A tip of my hat to them. I will work today. I will do the stretch show and I will make it happen. It'll be just like a Monday. No days off. When you were protecting the world from evil communist dictator pricks. So shout out to everyone in the armed services. Shout out to everyone that's been in the services, everyone that's served is serving. All the veterans, everyone. It is a day to uh, respect and honor all of those great Americans. Right now, I'm going to get it rolling back into the stretch show. Here's my usual intro music. Now that we have got Memorial Day established, that we are working, that we are doing our thing, let's get back into what we do best. We do motocross and rock and roll. And a heavy helping of stretch, that's what we do. That is what the big 49 is. Shout out to the entire crew. We had a hell of a weekend out at Fox Raceway at Pala, and the crew kept working. I did not go Sunday to the car show in Redlands, but Moto Man was out there, and Jason was out there. That was cool. I saw some people tagging it up on Instagram, so that was cool. Uh, But man, Fox Raceway, first off, I want to shout out to the pro motocross people because they got it right, and they did everything right this time. This is round one. But I was super stoked. They're always really cool to us and and very helpful on the crews out there. But the press conference was done right. The technology of the press conference was done right. Like, everything was done right on par. And I got a feeling a lot of that is to do with the merging of the Supercross. And the Supercross has always been, like, top-notch when it comes to that stuff. And we did see our friend Sean from the Supercross out there. So, I don't know if he was advising or helping or just checking it out. Yes, you know, because they're all... Uh, Friends now, I do not know, but I know everything was done right. The television coverage was next-level perfect, and that is the Peacock package. So all of that, very, very good, and they deserve a massive kudos for just doing something as awesome. Motocross has been around for 50 years, and they've been doing it and doing it, and then they just haven't had a great TV deal. There's been issues, and now everything is dialed in. So shout-out to everyone In the Pro Motocross organization, it was absolutely a perfect weekend. The weather was even perfect. Everything about it was spectacular. So that was awesome for us here in Southern California to get to witness the kickoff. To get to see Jet Lawrence come out as the real deal. Speaking of Jet Lawrence, we'll talk to him here in moments. Thank you and courtesy of our friends at the Pro Motocross. And later in the week, we will get everybody from the podiums of the 250 as well as the rest of the 450. Good to see Dylan Ferrandez back there. Ferrandez may become a beast later in this season when he finally figures out that new Yamaha on the outdoor track. Apparently, from everything I hear, it's a better track. You remember, everybody raved about that bike going into Supercross season. Like, that thing was the second coming. And now we're hearing it is a better Supercross bike than it is an outdoor bike. But you can fix it. You can dial it in. And they just haven't got it 100% dialed in. And remember, Fernandez was injured for a very long time and couldn't ride. He's only been on the bike, he said, for about six weeks. So we'll get to that. But uh, I expect him to continue to be dominant this summer. Chase Sexton's not going anywhere. But, boy, Jet Lawrence is a lot sooner than I thought. Showing what he can do I I mean a lot Like immediately out of the gate Showing what he can do And that should be scary to everybody in that 450 class Alright, let's uh, Tell you what else I have on the docket today Besides Motocross I'm only going to have the one interview with Jet today I have a special OnlyFans girl She is This is for Moto Man This is like a Memorial Day present for my friend Moto Man I'm going to throw that one out there I got high-tech thieves, what they're stealing. It's not very cool. They're screwing some hard-working people out of a lot of stuff by... And the people don't even know they've been hit until it's too late. I have an update on the story about the high school kids from Texas that used the barge Spray, a.k.a. pulled the stretch. Yeah, I got an update on their situation. It's not good. They're dumbasses, though. I'll tell you why. We'll get into that. And then, God, I've got a Florida, What the Florida story that's different. It's a What the Florida animal attack story, which we often have here. Usually it's a shark or an alligator. It is neither of those. But this thing is putting people in the hospital, effing people up. I got a dude in Kentucky that goes full redneck on a, on his roommate that ate, ate the last Hot Pocket. We'll talk about that one. And then I have another teenager in Texas that murdered his whole family, and I'll tell you why he did that, too. He had a very good reason. Unfortunately, I don't think his reason is true. Eh. And then I have false advertising. I'm going to sue. ai a, always rave about the British newspapers. I'm about to sue one of them. You want to know why I'm going to sue him? False advertising. Because let me read you a headline. I'll read you this headline right now. I'll go ahead and give you a spoiler alert. And then we're going to cover the story and be like, well, that's not what that is talking about the Princess of Wales. She's the lady that's married to uh, the future king of England. uh, Prince, what's his name? William. Here is the title of the article. The Princess of Wales uses elegant pussy bows to add a feminine touch to her business wardrobe. It's false advertising. It's not what you think. Because I clicked on it. Immediately. Immediately. I'm like, well, I'd really like to know what up. Pussyboat looks like. Well, it's not what you think. So we'll get into all these stories. And a lot more. I got a ton of stories. I got extra stories. I got too many stories to talk about. But up next, let's talk to Mr. Jet Lawrence. We're gonna celebrate Memorial Day with a little Ozzy kid. That's what we're gonna do. It's the Big 49. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are getting to link in to the press conference to talk to the 450 podium winners of Fox Raceway at Pala, which we uh, found out from our friend Sean Brennan that it is round one of the pro motocross season, but it is also round 18 of the super motocross season. So there is some confusion, but not really at all because it's one big year this year and the guy that gets the overall win in his first ride on a 450 and goes impressive as hell with a 1-1 gets the overall win. And uh, this dude, he needed the overall win because he had to reset on his points for the Super Motocross. He is now starting at zero, and he's just got the outdoor season to qualify for the Super Motocross season, and that is Jet Lawrence. Jet, congratulations on the big win today. How does this rank in your overall wins of your career? I know you've won a number of championships, but to go out there and go 1-1 on your first race on a 450, it's got to feel good.
1: It's, um... It's definitely really, it's a really cool feeling, especially yeah. with the doing with the guys that are in the classes is yeah. pretty wild because if you look at it, I've been teammates with both of these guys back in 2016 when okay. I first went to Europe, I was teammates with Dylan. Oh, wow. He was on 250 and I was on an 85 trying to <laughs> get around Lommel and then now obviously when I first went to Geico, I was teammates with Chase and, and still now, so it's it's yeah. um pretty cool and it definitely goes up there as one of the pretty cool ones i haven't felt that excited over a win in a while because okay. uh the 250 ones kind of got you know expected so when you expect okay. it, it doesn't have that as much of a excitement where this one i didn't really expect i'm like we're gonna yeah. go out there and see how it is All right. and uh go one one like that especially the chase behind me in that second one pushing me which is yeah. great learning for me also <laughs> which is uh makes it just even better
0: Yeah. All right. Let's talk about that chase pressuring you on that second moto. First moto, you got out there and kind of got away from everybody, and it looked like old classic uh, Jet Lawrence just riding off to another victory. But then that second one, chase was all over you, and that's not something we've seen happen to you in a very, very long time. How did that feel, having somebody all over you like that?
1: I think the closest thing that I had to that really was when I was racing my brother, yeah. Last year in outdoors, I think uh, uh, like at Millville and High Point in, in one moto, where <laughs> I think this year it's gonna be yeah like the first moto I got pretty lucky uh, I end up getting a good start and kind of getting a bit of a safety kind of gap and just kind of managing yeah. like Chase said he didn't feel as good with the had to make a shock change so obviously he yeah. didn't feel up to par with like how he felt on that one yeah and then yeah that second one he uh, <clears throat> got a better start and then <laughs> it's. It's it, for me. I find it fun because it makes me a better rider all round. Yeah. It's I don't get that very often. I'm definitely gonna be having that all season. I can tell you now. There's gonna be some race where I just just because first first year fully on a 450. I'm yeah. I'm just not gonna have it some rounds. So I'm. It's kind of. I think the best thing for me is just to be smart and just learn. Okay, I don't have it this weekend. We'll just yeah chase or Dylan. You, you guys have it. Just kind of play it smart. So okay. I get to race with some of the fastest guys and it's, it's kind of crazy because. Last time I raced these guys, when I first kind of went pro, was in back in 2020. So it's kind of like I raced them, but then back then I was I was nowhere near them. So <laughs> I barely even got to learn how they ride. So when now I'm, I'm up there, yeah. and I'm just I'm just really excited. It's going to be an uh, awesome awesome summer with some gnarly dudes. All
0: right, now we saw some stuff uh, just watching on the TV monitors back in the press area during the race that you literally were in the air and you kept turning around and <laughs> looking back behind you. What was going on with you and Chase at that point when you kept looking back?
1: Well, no, I couldn't, I couldn't hear the guy. It's so hard to hear our bikes. It's so damn quiet. So, like, yeah. a few times I had to look back, so I'm like, I can't hear a bike. <laughs> I look back, and I just see all the red. I'm like, gosh, damn it. So it was um it was hard. Like, 250, you normally, like, always on the rev limit. It's a lot okay. easier to hear. With our bikes, we're so quiet. And we're always, I feel like, a, a higher gear up than okay. other people. So we're kind of just raw, 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 especially on this track with how edgy it is. Yeah. But um, no. I'm like every time I just check back, I just I'd see twenty three. I'm like, gosh damn it, he's still there. And It's it just like you'd like wouldn't hear him for a bit. Oh, maybe I got a gap, and I look look back, and it's like almost just as close. I'm like, gosh damn it. So it was it was fun.
0: Now was there some comfort in knowing that the guy that was giving you all the pressure is your teammate? Because obviously your teammate's not gonna dirty dog you or run you wide or do anything if you guys get into a you know bar to bar battle. Uh, uh, was there comfort in that or was it still like, no, this is the dude that's all over me. I really got to uh, keep riding my butt off.
1: Um, The biggest thing with the second one is when yeah. I seen it was Chase, I'm like, yeah, well, he's going to be there all, all <laughs> motor. I know yeah. I know that for sure. In oh, 250, season. I could always either outspeed someone or outfitness someone where yeah. in the big bikes, everyone's fit, everyone's strong. So I was yeah. like, oh, well, okay, this one's going to be a long, long 35-minute <laughs> <laughs> moto. So, uh, but... No, we both respect each other, Um, and I know for sure we're not going to do anything silly to put either either each other on the ground, because I know if we get back, we both would get a whooping from Honda, (laughs) but um, no, we respect each other, and I think we get more of a buzz out of having a good, clean race of it going down to the end.
0: All right, and here we are. We went down to the end. You get the win. You go 1-1 on the day, but you had pressure something like you haven't seen in a very long time that that kind of someone just like you know pressuring you and riding at your pace and at your speed so what did you learn about yourself in this first you know professional race on a 450 out at the outdoor season what was it like just just having that kind of pressure and then surviving that kind of pressure and moving forward uh what's your mindset
1: um i definitely say it's not easy i mean it's kind of Like I said on the podium, it's a bit like a chess game. You kind of like, it's a little harder for me because obviously I can't see him, so I'm trying to feel, like almost feel it a bit, feel it out, and just see what the pace is that we, and kind of like seeing who's going to push now, who's not pushing, and just kind of like a bit of a back and forth thing, where like, okay, are we setting at this pace? We're going to go, at this pace to the end, and just kind of like (laughs) feeling, feeling that out. Which for me, I I had a blast because the whole time you're thinking. Okay, is, should I change my line here? Do I want to change my line? Should I not take that line and lose time? Am I going to take this or? Yeah. And then it got even harder with the lappers because yeah. I feel like we we're catching the lappers so fast, but by the time we got on the back of you know, them, they couldn't process fast enough to get out the way. So um, it made it very difficult, and for my. Korea and my future, <laughs> it's definitely going to help me become okay. a better rider So I get to race against gnarly dudes. All
0: right, and it was a gnarly race today and Chase gave you all you could handle in that second moto and we can't wait to see what happens next week when we move it on up to Hangtown and uh, that battle between you two teammates is going to be something and we know Dylan's going to be dialing that bike in even more and it's going to be fun to watch this summer in that three-way battle that we are all anticipating as fans amongst U3 uh, riders. So congratulations on coming out on Top Jet especially here on your first uh, 450 Pro race. And we will see you next week at Hangtown. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saturday at Fox Raceway at Pala. It was fun to see all of the superstars of racing out there, even the dudes that aren't actually racing. By that, I mean just walking around in the pits. I saw Cameron McAdoo. We saw Austin Forkner. We saw Chris. Christian Craig, and we even saw Dean Wilson walking around in the pits area. None of those dudes were on bikes, but damn sure they were not going to miss the opening round of the pro motocross season, and they were out there as just fans and spectators and absolutely loving it, so it was cool to see those guys, even though they either aren't healthy or aren't racing the pro motocross in Dean Wilson's case. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show. Time to get a little catch scratch fever on. I'm going to call this segment Palooza. I got not one but not two stories about pussy. One of them is my What the Florida of the Day. It's Memorial Day. It wouldn't be any day on the stretch show without Florida. But I got to get your, your pussy stories out here. And by the way, none of them are anything which you would think they would be with the name of the segment. I'm giving you false advertising. I'll just give you the one, the first one out of the box. I read the headline. The Princess of Wales uses elegant pussy bows to add feminine touch to her business wardrobe. I immediately clicked on that story, like immediately. And apparently, there's a like a big bow on a blouse. You can wear a blouse that's got like a loose collar and it has a big bow. They call that a pussy bow. Well, if that's the case, a Moto Man, you should immediately start wearing those. It's not what you think. I was bummed when I clicked on that. I'm like, really, this is it? So yeah, they say she's chosen the neckline for glamorous events and celebrations, including wearing a coral dress with a pussy bow for her nephew Archie's christening in 2019. And they have all these pictures of her wearing a pussy bow. Really, I thought it was like something you like stitched into the hair or something. Like I, I don't know, I don't know what I'm sticking. But it was not what I was thinking. It wasn't a shirt. That's not what I was thinking. False advertising. All right, let's get into this story. This is happening in Florida. 5 has been called. There is a dangerous animal alert at a neighborhood in Florida. Neighborhoods of the Suwannee County are living in fear after a beast has been attacking residents that are out on their walks. And they say, this is Florida. They got like panthers down there, like kind of like a mountain lion. They got alligators up the wazoo. They got great white sharks. They got a lot of poisonous snakes. Well, deputies have been called. And this is a cat. And it's not a big cat. It's like, it's a house cat. And they don't know if it's feral or like a cat cat, but it's freaking a brawler. Say in the last uh, two incidents residents that were just out one was jogging one was walking on 174th street yeah just out going for a little walk and all of a sudden this cat comes down and is like yo bitch what you doing in my neighborhood and just like attacks them clawed them up so bad they had to go to the hospital both people those injuries had, were so severe they had to go to the hospital So far, they're saying, we don't think the cat has rabies because we haven't been able to capture it. They've now gone out there with deputies and they've made, uh, basically, cat traps. And they put them all over the neighborhood trying to catch this cat to no avail. He's a badass, but he's not going to come out in some cat uh, trap like a bitch. That's what he said. They're like, once we have the cat, we'll know if it has rabies. We don't think it has rabies, but it's pretty rare for a cat to freak out and just attack people at random, especially people that aren't even messing with it. Officers are saying until the cat is trapped, they are unable to state with any certainty at all if it is a feral cat or an escaped house cat, and if it has rabies. In the meantime, they're like, yeah, if you're in this area along with Florida, watch out. This cat will get you. This cat gat you up and put you in the hospital. There you go. That's my What the Florida story of the day. That's Pussy Palooza, I call it. That's not one but two pussy stories. Neither one of them about what you thought they were. You dirty perverts. Nope. All right, up next, let's go visit my people. But not in Alabama, in Kentucky. He's a big old redneck. I'm going to talk about what he did. What do you do? You got a roommate. Your roommate eats the last Hot Pocket, and it's your Hot Pocket. I know what you do if you're in Kentucky. Louisville! That's where we are. Louisville! They say it all wrong. I'm trying to say it like they do. Louisville! I'm a Louisville! All right. I'm going to talk about this next. It's the Big 49. Happy Memorial Day. The man urged tonight the Boston Celtics could become the first team in the NBA to overcome a 3-0 deficit to win a series. They've been down 3-0 against the Miami Heat and then on Friday night in a last second buzzer beater tip-in they were able to force it to a game seven which will be tonight and in true Boston fan style all the fans went out and acted like complete douchebags in the streets and jumped up and down and tore things down and acted like idiots. They haven't even won the series yet but they could tonight so Congratulations, Boston, even though your fans are a bunch of douches. Proving once again that a lot of basketball players are, well, idiots, a high school basketball player named Mikey Williams who was linked to a shooting in San Diego back in March has lost an endorsement deal. Remember these kids can now sign endorsement deals going into college and he had one in place with a technology company and they now have said yeah we're out shooting guns NBA basketball players yeah we're, we're done so this guy lost the deal I surely hope he was involved because if not it's a shame this kid's going to lose a bunch of money. From the do stupid things win stupid prizes file Bam Margera who ran away from rehab, went back to rehab, ran away from rehab, went back to rehab, went and threatened to harm people in his family, got arrested, has now learned that he's not able to see his kid because the wife that's filed for divorce isn't letting him see the kid because she's afraid of him. He's going to court to try to get to see the kid and it's going to be another two months until that court date. He wants it moved up, but it's not going to happen because you've done a lot of stupid stuff. The man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is a Stretch show. All right now we're kicking a little tool. Play a little tool for Hunter Lawrence's favorite band. Dude's ass-kicking. I got Hunter on the 250s, uh, taking the championship, having a indoor and outdoor championship in this year. And I'm still sticking with Chase Sexton to win it in the outdoor on the 450s. But Hunter won overall on Saturday, and we found out later that he had a really bad crash early in the week and was so banged up he couldn't even ride press day, really. And then he came out and won, so he gave all credit to his doctor. I don't know if it's a chiropractor or what it is, but somebody fixed him up and got him on the bike and he won, so he's only going to be better next week. Shout out to Dangerboy Boy Deegan, too, looking really, really good, man. First full pro season he's going to race. He did a racer two of outdoor last year, I believe but they can do that without declaring pro and then he came out as a pro this year in Supercross. And now this is his first pro motocross season as a pro. Nice way to start for 17 year old men. Very, very good. All right, let's get into this story. A man of Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. I, I'm amazed he's only up on assault charges. So he's got a roommate. And his roommate apparently went in and ate his Hot Pocket. And it's bad enough the roommate goes in and steals your food, but it was the last Hot Pocket. Same as Clifton Williams, he got very angry on Saturday and he began throwing tiles at his roommate after the roommate ate his last Hot Pocket. This is according to the roommate, who is now known as the victim. Roommate said he tried to fight back before telling Williams he was leaving. He was fighting back. The dude's chucking, you know, tiles at him. They got apparently a box of tiles at their place. And then the roommate says as he's leaving that Mr. Williams went inside the residence and came out with a gun. And he said, I'll show you to eat the last hot at you son of a bitch. get, 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 get. Pow. And by the way, when he saw the gun, the guy's already been firing tiles at you. So what do you do when you see the gun? If you're smart, you run. That's exactly what he did. But apparently Mr. Williams is a pretty good shot because he shot him in the ass as he ran away. Plow! Gave him one shot to the butt crack. Bam, bam! He's lucky he didn't hit the crack because that could have been really bad. I think it just got him in the cheek. The roommate ran away for several blocks because he didn't know if his crazy-ass hot pocket-eating uh, roommate was gonna be chasing him, so he kept running. He finally stopped for help. When he got a couple blocks away, he'd been shot. You know who comes when you're shot? The police. Yeah. Mr. Williams was then arrested. He's being held a $7,500 bond for assault. I'd say it's a little more than assault when you shoot somebody. It's gonna be, uh, in court coming up on Tuesday. It's freaking crazy. Can't be uh, shooting your roommate for eating your hot pocket. I see being angry and yelling at him and saying F for you. Maybe going rubbing his toothbrush up and down your ass crack a few times. That's a good payback. There's no need to shoot a guy for eating your last hot pocket. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Roommate steals your hot pocket. No need to go blast him in the blast him with a handgun or a rifle. Man, it's not that important. You can go get another Hot Pocket. They're not that much. You can get a coupon. All right, what's my next one? All right, my next story, because it's Memorial Day and Moto Man is a hard, the hardest working man in show business. He was out at the car show in Redlands yesterday. Shout out to everybody who stopped by. I'm going to go um, give a story for a Moto Man. I'm going to tell him about a, a girl. Her name is Cherry, and she's 21 years old. And she is Moto Man's type of girl, and he can have relations with her. Yeah, I'm gonna hook it up. I'm gonna get Moto Man hooked up. Coming up here next, it's what I do. I'm a giver. I might eat your last hot pocket, but then I'll hook you up with a 21-year-old chick that is like your fantasy girl. That's what I do. We'll do it next. Step the big 49. big forty-nine. It's a stretch show on a Memorial Day. There ain't no days off in radio. You're taking the day off. You're sleeping. And when you sleep, you slip. When you slip, stretch catch you! Catch you! I jump out of the bushes like evil yogi bear and slit your throat with a knife and then I say shhh. Die. Here comes a 49! Working on a freaking holiday. That's what we do. Bringing it to your ass. Right now I got a little tip from my My buddy Moto Man. I got a girl, her name is Cherry, she's the OnlyFans model, and Moto Man loves her and he doesn't even know it yet. Cherry is 21 years old, and she's got a 85,000 fans on social media, and that's because, well, she has vowed to ditch the razor in her life, yeah, she's hairy as hell, chicks saying she has the biggest forest you've ever seen. She's talking about her sniz. This chick's got a mohair diaper on when she's naked. It looks like she's wearing a fur diaper. I'm not kidding. Yeah, she's, uh, her own words, it's a jungle down there. She says, quote, if you're going down south on me, you're really going to see the biggest forest you've ever seen in your entire life. Like I'm talking, probably the biggest forest in America. It's just massive. You know who likes forest? Moto Man. Yeah, he's a forest plunger. He likes going spelunking in the forest. It's his favorite thing. And uh, this lady not only has a good giant beef. I'm looking at a picture of her with a swimsuit on. Her beef is so huge, it's coming out the sides of her one-piece swimsuit. It's not even a bikini. It's not like she's wearing a tiny-ass little thong. And you're like, damn, you got a trim to get into that thing. No, no, no. She's wearing like a grandma one-piece and there's just hair hanging out each side of it. It's kind of disgusting to a guy like me, but Moto Man's drooling right now. Yeah, she says going on natural has boosted her confidence. And she says fans were curious to know more about her body hair. And whether it's armpit hair or pubic hair, people accuse her, her muff is so huge, people accuse her of of wearing a merkin. And she's like, I'm not wearing a merkin. This is all real deal Holyfield. I just don't shave. She's got some big old French girl armpits that are hairy. Even though I will counter that because I saw some uh, lovely French ladies with Dylan Ferrandez on Saturday and they did not appear to have any body hair whatsoever. That is an awful stereotype that is not true. Because those women were lovely, they were with M- Mr. Dylan Ferrandis. I will tell you that um, this girl, though, has the hairiest pits I've ever seen. Along, but she what's weird is she shaves her legs. She doesn't have hairy unless she's just a person that doesn't have hairy legs. But she's got big old hairy pits. Her pits are as hairy as mine, and I'm I'm a I got a jungle down there. She does say, uh, just if you do know if you're going down there, she goes the big hair pie does not smell that great. You know why? That's a musty area. And you got to keep that clean. That's one of the reason people keep it trimmed down so much. It cuts down on the bacteria and cuts down on the odor. And she says it it it's got a little a little pungency to it. She's got to keep it. She actually has a formula. She says it's not just soap and water and, and shampoos that she throws down there. No. Says that it is not American. She says she uses glycolic acid as well. She says, it works wonders. She said, I have to be real with you, it doesn't smell like daisies or roses or a field of flowers down there. No, it smells like a massive hairy beef. And massive hairy beefs smell worse than not hairy beefs. So, maybe a moto man likes the odor. I don't know, I don't know, maybe he's that kind of guy. Maybe he wants to pay her to like take a dump on his chest or something, I don't know. But I know he'll like this young girl, Cherry. And she's on OnlyFans, motto. You can hook up with her. Say, show me the forest. Yeah. Look at that. I'm a giver. I'm a good dude. I help my friends. They say I'm an a-hole, but I and I am. I, I don't deny that. But I do look out for my friends sometimes. If I'm not making fun of them. All right, coming up next. What story do we want to get into next? Man, I got the kid that killed his parents. Killed his parents and his two siblings. I'll tell you why. You're like, that's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. And I think he was wrong. If what he said is true, I would say, wow, good call, kid. You saved your own life. But I don't think that's the real uh, situation here. We'll get into this story next. It's a Memorial Day. American style. On a big 49. Big, big, big. big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. I know we're only one round into the pro motocross season so far, but in the 250 class, I'm going to go ahead and bet the farm on Hunter Lawrence. Why am I going to do that? Because, well, he looked good. He looked okay in the first moto, came out and dominated in the second. And then we found out on the podium that, well, he was really banged up. He had a bad crash last week, said he was so sore that he didn't think he could even ride at Media Day on Thursday. Yet, he got to the doctor. He thanked his doctor, gave all credit to the doctor for getting him back on the bike, said he put in a few laps on Media Day, and then he came out and raced on Saturday and looked pretty damn good, picking up right where he left off in the Supercross season. So... I'm saying he's only gonna get better as he gets less sore and more healthy moving forward in this season. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute, brought to you by LBZ, is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a Stretch Show here on a Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, don't come to the beach. Do me a favor, stay home. It's cloudy as half over here. It's all overcast up in the beach right now. Don't come here. It's gonna make it hard for me to go to my real job tonight when everyone's at the beach. And I'm telling you, it's it's not nice at the beach it's not beach weather but people get in the, out in the valley and they're like oh it's so hot let's go to the beach it'll be great no it's not it's not it's cloudy and overcast and then you get here and you're like oh this sucks and i got all this traffic over here and it takes me an hour or something to get to work when it should only take me 20 minutes so anyway that's my public service announcement for myself And now i'm gonna tell you about a teen in texas his name is cesar Olalde. He's 18 years old, he's now up on murder charges of murdering his parents and his two siblings. Teenagers shot members of his family, then dragged their dead bodies into a bathroom in Nash, Texas. Barricaded himself into the house. Cops had to send in a negotiator to talk to him. They finally got him to surrender. They're like, hey, your whole family's dead, son, what happened? He said they were cannibals and they were gonna eat me, so I had to kill him. That's what he said. By the oh, way, siblings, little kids. Said they were cannibals. Said the whole family was cannibals. I would think if they were cannibals, he was a cannibal. Yeah. He smoked the whole family. Caesar made statements at the time of the incident that he had killed his family because they were cannibals and that they were going to eat them. Other people say that is completely not true. This kid's crazy. A family friend stopped by the house. And he says that uh, Caesar came out of the house armed. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And they realized something was up. It's because they hadn't seen the parents at work. Came by the house to check on them. It was a coworker like, hey man, just making sure your family's okay. And he came out of the house with a gun, the 18 year old kid. So they called the authorities, authorities get over there and then they realized, no, this kid came out and this kid's armed and this is not a safe situation. After he shot them all in different rooms of the houses, he drug them into the bathroom and piled them up. Yeah. Guy said, though, before he called the police, he's like, I got to get in and see what's going on. Before I call the police, I don't want to, you know, make a crazy scene. So he came back with his wife. That was his backup. Him and his wife decided they were going to break into the house. And when they broke into the house, they said they saw uh, blood and stuff. And that's when they fled and they called The 5-0. They say... Cesar Olalade frequently pointed a firearm at him throughout the exchange. And he also flashed a knife at him. He managed to get away from the teenager. Maybe he didn't kill him because he wasn't a cannibal. And when the cops came and surrounded it and got the negotiator out, they were able to arrest him. Blood splatter all over the walls. This is a horrible, horrible, horrible. There's a GoFundMe set up for the family. And uh, nobody knows what went wrong with this 18-year-old kid. Other than he thinks his family was cannibals, and why he thinks that, we do not know. But now the whole damn family's dead. That's not a very uplifting good story. Let's see if I can find another. Uh, you know what? I got another one out of Texas I'm going to give you next. Some kids pulled a stretch, and they're probably going to go to jail. That's not cool. I got bad news out of Texas today. Everything out of Texas is bad today. Get into that next. It's the big Forty Nine. Big, 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 big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. A lot of times when we ask these riders or the teams about what their goals are for a certain race or for the season, well, they basically lie to us or they don't tell us the truth. You know who does tell the truth, though? Their parents. And it was great to hear from Brian Deegan when he said they were just hoping for a top-five finish for Hayden Deegan in the first round of the motocross, that they thought that would be absolutely awesome to get a top-five considering he's riding against the best riders in the East and the West all at one time. It was his first round. Race and they were stoked with the top five. The kid goes out and puts it down and ends up finishing second overall. So they were over the moon excited with the success of Hayden Deegan on Saturday out at Fox Raceway at Pala. We will touch base with young Danger Boy later this week on The Stretch Show. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a Stretch Show on a Monday. On a holiday Monday. Hopefully you are not working. We are going to work to get you through whatever you're doing today. Hopefully, you're out riding. It's still beautiful, perfect weather in Southern California. Normally, it's hot as balls. It's just overcast and nice. It was so perfect of a day, weather-wise, at Fox Raceway at Palo on Saturday. It was overcast and cool, and right about after the 250 Moto dropped at 1, so about 1.15, 1.30, the sun finally came out, and it was nice, but it was nothing like what we're used to out there where we're just sweltering. It was a really great day, man. It's a great, great event. What a great way to kick off the season. We are pumped on it. We are ready for this weekend when we will go to uh, Hangtown for round two of the Pro Motocross Championship and see if everybody can uh, just keep it going, keep it banging. All right, let's talk about this story. This is sad. The kids are not all right. They are not all right. There are two kids, and they were at uh, Candy Creek High School. I told you this story a while ago, May 3rd, May 4th. That happened a few weeks back, and the situation happened. There was a bad, evil odor at this school, and it ended up that they were doing it repeatedly, and they had to evacuate the entire school in an attempt to find it. They thought it was a gas leak, and they brought it to the fire department, And where these dudes had uh, done their business, so to speak. Even one of the fire marshals is one of the people that ended up going to the hospital for treatment. Which, by the way, I say to that fireman, you, sir, are a giant vagina. Yes, you are. Because I can tell you right now, uh, Robert H. Lyles is ten times the man you ever were. Because these boys just sprayed a little fart spray. Stretch took a whole half a bottle of fart spray and dumped it on a chair in an office building and a man named Robert Lyle's chair, and he came and sat in it. And he did not gag, and he did not, not go. He might have gagged. He didn't go to the hospital, though. And the building did not get evacuated. The old Clear Channel iHeart employees that were there when I worked there were all troopers. They didn't try to pin it on me, and they were looking for it, but they couldn't find it, so they couldn't prove it was me that did it. I can tell you now that Statue of Limitations were not it was me, I did it. Well, these kids, when they realized the massive problem they started, they went in and said, it was me, I'm sorry. They're now up on felony charges. Third degree felony charges for spraying fart spray at school. Did that seem a little excessive to you? It seems excessive to me as a guy that has fart spray in his repertoire. I will tell you that. I don't know what's going on here. The authorities say we can affirm that even the initial evidence outlined in the charges indicates that this incident goes way beyond the scope of being a simple prank. No, no, no. This is the Montgomery County District Attorney. Jackass fool. The arrest warrants for the students were claimed. The spray, which is reportedly available for purchase online, was capable of causing adverse psychological and physiological effects on a human being. I sprayed that crap in my son's mouth. I'm not kidding. That's another victim of the farts. Same bottle of fart spray. After I dosed half a bottle on Robert Lyle's chair at the Star 98.7 offices in Clear Channel, Burbank, I then brought it home because I had to get it out of there because they were trying to pin it on me. And then my son was here and it was hot. It was summery time and the window was open and there was a fan in the window. And my son was uh, back in this very room, which is now the Big 49 West Studios. And I went outside the window while I knew he was in here on the computer. And I sprayed the farce spray into the fan. And as I did, he heard me in the bushes and thought I was going to scare him. So he pulled the curtain back to go, I see you, Dad. And poop spray went right in his mouth. In his mouth. <laughs> My, poor son. My son might have some issues. I may have effed that kid up. Yeah, he got poop spray in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> These kids are going to third degree Felony for fart spray at school. Both teens were arrested by authorities on May the 12th. They have both posted $3,000 bond and they are due back in court here very soon. I think this is a major overreaction. I think the people in, uh, where is this, Conroe, Texas, outside of Houston need to stop being giant vaginas. And I say that like as in vagina. Not like the stories I had earlier that were about vagina that were not about vagina. People speak code. I, I just speak the truth. That district attorney needs to freaking mix up some Tangeray and ET and set the cup down, because he's effed up now. This is crazy. What a felony on these kids for freaking spraying fart spray in school? Shut the f up. Give them detention or something. My lord, I gotta bail these kids. I gotta start a GoFundMe for these two kids. All right, coming up next. I'll figure something out. I'm mad now. It's the big 49. Big, 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 big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Very cool to see Brian Surratt racing at the opening round of the Pro Motocross season because he's not going to race the full series. He's dedicated to outdoor racing this season and he was the only guy out on the track that had a big-ass tank and stabilizers on his bike. Everybody else had, you know, regular dirt bike, but he's an off-road dude and he was racing his off-road bike and he did a pretty damn good job. In the second moto, he got tangled up with Adam C. and Cirillo said he went down. When he got up, he was in 40th place. He ends up finishing uh 17th in that round and then goes 14th overall on the day which is a pretty damn good day for a dude that's not going to race the whole round and has been dedicated to off-road racing so shout out to ryan Serrat, good to see him putting it down on saturday out at pala i'm stretch another moto minute brought to you by lbz is coming up one hour from now big 49 it is a stretch show. Right now, I, I got to tell you, this I'm going to go conspiracy theory. Put your tinfoil hat on. There are some massive attacks going on on the world's food supply. You've seen all the dairy farms that are like just exploding, burning the ground. One of 18,000 cows exploded or burned or some crap like that not that long ago. All the uh, attacks on all of the chicken farms, all of the poultry industry. Look at the price of eggs blowing through the roof. And it's some—it's like a concerted effort. It's crazy what's going on. And it's adding to the inflation and it's making everything horrible. I saw a story as we are celebrating Memorial Day today. Most people celebrate it by having barbecues. They say the price of uh, protein, which would be meat, is down actually this year compared to last year. But they say if you buy a bottle of ketchup, so if you're going to burgers or hot dogs, you order a bottle of ketchup. It's like almost $2 more expensive than it was last year craziness and i found this story today and what's weird is i look at it as an attack on uh, it's either a a competitor that's trying to steal their business or put them out of business or it's an attack on the food supply but thieves are now casing areas that have beehives And they're finding out where the beehives are so basically usually it's a rural area and they'll have you see the beehive thing set up and you can see them well in this situation people have been hiding them because they've been targeting them and people have been stealing their bees and their honey basically stealing their business just rolling up and taking them and the bees are going to go wherever your uh queen is they're going to make honey and they're going to do all their stuff for the queen well what these guys are doing is they're not stealing the hives, they're not stealing the equipment, they're not doing anything. They're staking it out with drones and then they go in and steal just the queen bee. And then you're done. And then you don't even know it. Then you're like, what's going on? It seems weird out here. There's no activity. Oh yeah, because the queen's gone. Those little honeybees could give a crap. They got no will to live. They're going to go find that queen. They're going to go camp out with her and make honey with her. You're gone. You just lost your business. And this is happening over and over at I, what would be a honey farm I don't think there's such thing as a honey farm but beehives people that produce honey and these honey producers are wiped out they say in the end by the time and some of them had like special just like any animal it's bred for a certain way they had these honeybees bred so that they would produce more honey than your typical bee and they're saying some people have been in business 20 years and they've had their queens stolen five times now this one guy He says these thieves are professional, they come in, they're specialists, and he has a special strain of bees to produce the extra honey, like I said, and they just come in, take the queen, and you are done. He says he's been targeted by spy drones. His hives are not visible from the road, and they're not near a nearby track. He's got it all set up just because he's had his queen stolen before. They say they are encouraging people to mark their equipment and to be aware of where they place their hives and make sure they're not really visible to the public because this is becoming a thing as the honey industry is being attacked. As these dickwads come in, look at it with a drone, then roll in at night and steal your queen bee and basically steal your business. The theft of bees and beehives is a serious crime that can affect beekeepers along with the vandalism of the hives. Can be devastating for the individual beekeeper, both financially and because of the time and care that goes into looking after their bees. So note to self, if you're going to grow bees, uh, hide them out because some a-hole is going to come and try to steal your queen and steal your honey. All right, I'm Stretch. If you missed the interview earlier in the show today with Jet Lawrence, that will be coming up again, and then I'm going to pack it up and get out of here. Yep. Step make four nine. Big 49 is a stretch show on this Memorial Day. Getting up out of here. I thank you for listening to the Big 49. Shout out to any new people we have met who just got turned on to the 49 over the weekend from either out at Fox Raceway at Pala or from the car show at Redlands on Sunday. Welcome to the 49. We're glad to have you here. Check us out. We are the only motocross rock radio station in the world. And if that pisses you off, I laugh at you. Because it's true. shouldn't piss you off. Because if you had a motocross rock radio station, which you don't because there's not another one in the world. You could be like, that's not true. They stole it from me. And some people have podcasts and they think that's a radio station. Au contraire, mon frere. You are a podcasting douche. You have a little mp3 recorder and you talk into a microphone and you record it. I have a full-on audio engineering spectacular is what I have. I have not one, not two, but three radio studios. We have freaking production bays. We're a radio station. And we do this all day, every day. And twice on Sunday, you mofos. We're the only rock and roll motocross radio station in the world. And if that upsets you, I am sorry. Apparently we're finding out people are very upset by that saying. I've been doing moto radio for 20 years. Really? What channel? Oh, you had a moto show? On some redneck radio station? Well, try this on for size. I only do radio in big markets. And I've mostly been in Los Angeles and New York my entire career. And then... Now I'm covering the entire world with this one. I decided Los Angeles wasn't big enough for me. In fact, when we targeted the target area of Big 49, we looked at a map and I said, you know what? LA's not big enough for a Moto Rock radio station. No, it is not. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna take Southern California and make it one big area. If we can get in our vehicle, we can drive there. That's our target area. So you got Los Angeles County, Ventura County, San Bernardino County, Riverside County, San Diego County, Orange County. That's where we are. That's home. That's the base. And if you have the technology that I had, you could look at the map and you could say, oh my God, people are listening all over in those areas. Because we're a kick-ass rock and roll radio station for people that don't like moto. They still hear it. And they're like, all right, the people that like moto and rock and roll, those two seem to go hand in hand. They are synonymous, if you will. And those people and love us. So welcome to the party, that's all we do. Motocross, rock and roll, bang it out. And stupidity when I'm here for nine hours a day or whatever the hell it is, 3 a.m. till noon Pacific, which is kind of a lie. The show comes on at 3 a.m. and it runs till 7 a.m., at which point it replays. And then it plays again. The only hour that doesn't replay is the final hour, like what you're hearing right now. That only plays the 11 o'clock hour, Pacific time. It's kind of weird, but it is a very long show, and we do it at 3 a.m. so my East Coast friends can get it as a morning show, and then started to get it at 7 a.m. so my West Coast friends can get it as a morning show. It's solid. It is the only rock and roll motocross rock radio station on the planet. Yes, it is. Shout out to everybody that talked to Motoman. I apologize for Motoman's questioning. But shout out to Adam C. Shout out to Justin Barsha. Freaking shout out to Aaron Plessinger. Just freaking great time, man. Great, great time. Those guys were on the show. I know he also talked to Jalik Swole out there. I know Motoman Man also talked to our friend Sean Brennan. We had Sean uh, on Saturday on the show again as well. He came out and kicked it with us. Sean is the, the man over at Supercross. It's cool to see him out at motocross. It never happened before. At least we've never seen it. So that was fun but a good good time man uh thank you to the pro motocross people congratulations on a spectacular debut to your season to a great uh production package on your television and on your press conference i can't say enough great things about it and thank you for having us i will talk to you guys tomorrow until then god bless you all and
1: god bless the united states of america